Hey, what is up, everyone? Man, we're so glad to be with you today. What's up, Kevin? What's up? Hey, man, we're ready to go. Welcome. You're listening to the Leading O Podcast. My name is BJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, uh, welcome. We release a new episode every Wednesday. We'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite platform to get those automatically downloaded every week. Also, share this with a friend on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram. Also, please rate and review. You will not believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. And then visit leadinghope.online for all the other episodes and get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. Kevin, we're continuing the series, Think Like a Leader, and you have titled this one, Execution over everything. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. That was a that was a really long run you had speaking. Like no breath. That was impressive. Oh, was it? I yeah. didn't realize. I just that want you to know that. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was Man, good stuff. I'll take all the compliments. <laughs> hey, so we're in uh week two of our Think Like a Leader series. So the basic idea of this series is that if you're not thinking processing like a leader, you won't behave and act like a leader. That everything's created twice, first in your thoughts and then in reality. So if you want to get better as a leader. One of the most important things you can do is shape how you think because leaders think differently. They do not process events the same as everyone else. They have a leadership bent. They see things through a leadership filter. And so I want to get into last week. We talked about this idea that leaders prioritize process, that they focus on how rather than just the outcome. They want to know how we got there. Today, we're talking about this idea of execution trumps everything. And the basic core of this idea is that leaders always have a bent for what can we do. Not at the expense of creativity, not at the expense of big thinking. It's not like a, well, that's not possible. No, we'll never accomplish that. No, that doesn't work. But they always have a sense of like, hey, what is actually possible? What will people actually respond to? So one of my favorite illustrations within this idea is uh, there was a company that was passing out samples of jam, like jelly, like stuff that you put over toast. Okay. Yep. Same page. And they were at a grocery store and they were trying to sell this new product that they had. And so what they had the first day, they had like 24 different flavors, varieties of jam that people were going through. It's a lot of jam. Yeah. It's a lot of jam. Like letting people try free samples and pick up whatever they wanted. And they were almost selling nothing. Oh, like it just, nothing was happening. So they came back the next day, and this was social experiment. I don't want to make it sound like this is like small town farmer. They actually were processing this, gathering the data to see what was happening. So they came back the next day. They had three. Sales skyrocketed (laughs) because people get paralyzed by an abundance of options. If you have all the choices in the world, you are far less likely to make a decision on something. Now, this is how you know that is every single one of us have been paralyzed like going through Netflix. Let's <laughs> go. Yeah. I spent all my time looking at what I could watch and I didn't actually watch anything. Yeah. Where if you went back like, man, if you go back for those of you who used to have like a DVD collection, it's like, which movie do you want to watch? Well, I've only got 10. So I'm I'm going to pick one. This yep. isn't going to be that hard. I've only got 10. And it's the sense that like, hey, having every option, having every opportunity, have everything available to you isn't necessarily beneficial to getting things done. 
An overabundance of options creates paralysis. An overabundance of information does the same. See, there is a gap between what is best and what can we practically do. Now, I want you to keep that gap as small as possible, that you're actually living towards what's best, but it is acknowledging that there is a difference between what is ideal, what is the best scenario possible, and what is actually attainable in the moment. So, said throughout the series, I want to give you the non-leader perspective first, okay? So the non-leader perspective in this is they want things to be whole, to be complete, to have everything that is ever needed. And it's the sense of like, well, this product, this program, this event needs to be this and this and this and this. And where others are focused on getting a thousand things to happen, the leader knows that people will only do a few things. I've shared this illustration before, okay, but I, but I want to come back to it. So for a long time at our church, we had multiple entry steps that people could take, okay? When they were first coming in, there were like three or four different things you could do. And then we simplified it down to one. And the traction on that went through the roof. Like, I, I believe it actually like tripled the number of people who were taking the step when we went from three options down to one. And you go, well, could we meet every single need that everyone had in the right? No, no. But we had to prioritize. We had to value the step that people actually took rather than offering every ideal step for individuals. And, and there's this sense that we go, well, we need this to be perfect and we need this to be complete. And if that's the conversation you're having to go, this product needs to have every single feature. This event needs to do all these different things. This program needs to need this person and this person and we'll cut, customize and cater to this. And to go, the leader looks through it, not just on, hey, what step will people actually take, but also the communication side. Because if it's, yeah. commus if it's confusing, to communicate, they know no one will actually do anything. And so the leader focuses on execution over anything. This is not just perfect as the enemy of progress, but what is executable is vastly superior to what is ideal. So let me give you two applications for development in this, and then we'll break this down and see what all we want to jump into. So first application for development, don't underestimate the difficulty and the significance of a first step. So if if you're in church world, this is a matter of like getting someone to be engaged and involved is massively important. It is th That is the hardest step for someone to take outside of just attending or forming a relational connection for the first time, okay? And getting them to do that is difficult and getting them to do that, once you have that momentum of a first step, it is much easier to put people in the spots that they need to be for their own development and growth. And there's this sense of like, oh, well, it needs to be perfect. It needs to be all these things. No, no, no. The leader understands the difficulty and the significance of a first step. Second application for development is you need to continuously ask what can lead people to actually do something <laughs> or what will people actually do? What can we do that people will actually respond to? <laughs> and it is so funny to me. It's just the sense of, Hey, if, if I go through like a uh, event, something like that, uh, or like I'm logging on to a website, I will give you my name, 
and my email. And then I'm done. <laughs> I have no interest in putting out more information for something like that. And I've stumbled across like, hey, get this free article. Just fill out this. And it's like 15 lines of data. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I I'm sure it is beneficial for you to have my zip code, to have my address, to have all this other stuff. But you lost me in that process. And I think that could serve as a metaphor for many different things that we do to go, where are you losing people in the process because you're trying to make something complete and perfect and whole. And in the process, you just need to get them there, okay? You just need to keep them moving. You can have time to refine, to improve it as it gets later down the line. But right now, you just need something to happen. And so what I have found continuously is leaders have a bent for execution. They do not fall victim to, this is the best thing ever, it's perfect, it's ideal, it's whole, it's complete. They're always asking, what will people do? And that's what we need to do. We take that step forward. We're not going to fall. We're not going to paralyze people by too much information because we know we've been in the same boat. That's uh, This is a really interesting topic because um, most of us have dealt with, with the fact that we're trying to make it perfect from the get-go. Yes. Without realizing stuff needs time to breathe and grow mm -hmm. and be figured out, and you actually have to have conversations, and you need to ask people. And I, I hope, <clears throat> like, I hope this one, I hope people grasp it. Yeah, like I hope it's been explained okay. Yeah. Like I, I put that as my failure to explain it more than everything else. And I hope we can begin to see some of those lines, just because, like, I, I just talked to so many people. So because I just give like, and it, like after messages. Oftentimes people will say, well, you could have included this and could have included that and could have included that. And they're right. And if I was writing a thesis paper, I would have included all those things. Right. But but like spoken word communication is different. Yeah. And so to go part of that is editing and eliminating everything that doesn't directly contribute to that goal in the process. Yeah. And it's just like how often I talk to people, they go, they think that the abundance of ideas and the abundance of information is their strength, and they're really paralyzing people in the process. And I think that's where we get, yeah, I agree 100%. And when we talk about executing, um, we never want it. So in, in the leader's mind, and it depends on which part of the spectrum you, you fall on, in the leader's mind, at least for myself, the thing I've had to pull back on is um, – I always want to make it the best I can be before it launches or whatever, before we send it to people, uh, because I don't want to uh, make it hard to redo it down yeah. the road. But you can't make it so perfect at the beginning because you haven't seen what it does. You have yeah. no idea. So there's Absolutely. a very, you said it here, uh, the gap is between what is best and what we can do. Talk more about that, because I think that's the gap in which we have to lead. Yeah. So let me, if I could just say it like in terms of uh, so church side, mm -hmm. to go, ideally, like what what would we do to aid people's growth in faith and discipleship? Well, we'd have them, uh, honestly, like just to be blunt, like we'd have them serve regularly. We'd have them part of a group of accountability. We'd have them some sort of Bible study, something like that. We'd have them meet regularly with the accountability group and have set questions that's part of it. We'd have them part of worship. We would have a clear metric to say, hey, here's all the different things you need to be engaged in, activities that aid your spiritual growth. Let's progress. Let's show progress in these over time and mark them as you go. Yeah. Who, who would do that? Right. 
Like, I mean, like, it sounds, it sounds amazing, like, on this side, like, oh, it's full and complete, but functionally, the person who's coming into our church, they can't handle that. No. They're going to do nothing. Right. And, and I've seen so many people, they design systems and programs and ideas in their head, and like, it's going to be this and this and this. And I'll, I'll watch other people, they'll be like, oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's great. Oh, we should include this as well. And I'm sitting back there, and I'm thinking, no one is actually going to do it. And I think in my head, I think, 24 flavors of jam. No one picks anything. Yeah. Get it down to a few, and you'll get someone actually moving. And, yeah, and I think that's where the real power of this episode really comes. Is man, we're don't be cheesecake factory. Sorry, cheesecake factory. Uh, you got a Thank lot. You, you got a lot on the menu oh, there. Oh, I wish we could retitle it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, cheesecake factory is great, but like, there's just a lot on there. You're gonna. Yes. I wondered. Here's an experiment. I wonder what would happen if you went in a cheesecake factory and their menu was a third of the sides. Oh, yeah. How many more people? Because they probably spend. I admit if you went through an evening on a Saturday night, how many people look at their menu longer than a normal restaurant and yeah. how many tables they don't turn because of that. If they oh, that's it fascinating. It'd just be an interesting experiment, Cheesecake Factory. Matter of fact, if you want to sponsor Leading Hope, you can. <laughs> <laughs> after that note after on that, there. Hey, it might work for you. If you, you take know. our tip, then you become the new sponsor. <laughs> there it is. But that's that's the thing. And then here's the other part. And you said this a little bit. You hit on this just a tiny bit, but I think it was important about the communication part. Um, yes, oh. which is which is here's the other part is 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 when we're trying to execute uh, we when we're talking about asking people to step up and be leaders uh, it, don't be someone's no yeah right you're also saying programming or opportunities programming can be someone's no yes so, right talk about yeah, that absolutely. because because maybe like as leaders here at, at, at our organization at this church like we are never going to be someone's no we're going to continually yeah. ask people because we believe that people want to do more than they're doing now we believe yeah. people want to become better leaders than they are now yeah. we do we figured everyone else does mm -hmm. that's why we're doing this this podcast but also programming the things that we put on paper in hand can also be someone's no yep. if it's not Done correctly. Absolutely. So let me uh, put it as a different metaphor, and I hope I hope this makes sense. Like uh, <clears throat> IKEA. Ooh, ready? Here we go. IKEA does not have the assembly instructions out for the furniture you are purchasing until you've purchased it, because mm. you would never purchase it. That's good. If you looked at all the steps you had to go through to have it look like what you want it to look like. They understand we need you to purchase it to begin with. And, like, if you go through their store, it's a piece of cake. <laughs> grab this box. Grab this box. It's really good. Check out. And, and I think what happens is because when we we have to look at things through the, – the better title is not just an execution bent but a communication bent. Yeah. Because if you don't at the end of the day go, what I'm communicating is clear, obvious, and memorable. Yeah. No one is going to act on it. And so, like, I, we laugh. Um, we, we have our Hope Unleashed class. At, at the end of the day, everyone can remember the first three Sundays of every month. Yeah. Every month. Yep. Like, that's, that's a piece of cake to remember. If, yep. you don't, if you forget everything else, yep. you can remember the first three Sundays of every month. Yep. And here's how I know that's true. I just talked to someone last week who says, hey, the, I'm not, I've never signed up for Hope Unleashed. It's the first three weeks of yeah, every month. They yes. haven't even signed up for it, yes. but they know when it is. So yeah. it's an obvious communication point. The other thing that you brought up with the IKEA thing, and I just want to get this in because Yo. I think it's so important. One of the changes we made four years ago, man, it's been that long, is uh, we used to, you talked about signing up with zip codes and all the stuff, right? Yeah. Well, here's the, here's the thing. You don't want to give anyone a form that says, hey, here's six six pages.
pages of information we went from. They're out before they even started, and yeah. you said that. And so what we did was maybe there, maybe that information for what you're trying to sign them up for is absolutely they absolutely need. Maybe you're they're paying for a, a service or a fee, and you need that information. Guess what we did? We found a service that allows us to present one question at a time. Right. Yeah. So if you need extra information, don't throw it all in their face at one time. Ask them to answer one question at a time. There could be 10 questions there. They only see one. Yep. That was a big deal. So that was a way we changed the execution of how we could communicate yeah. that and get people's information, even though that was a lot more than we wanted. Yeah, that's really good. That was just that's really good. I think it's just at the end of the day, I, I talk to so many people and they're trying to design these perfect systems, these ideal programs, and it's a thousand different things. And they never get out of idea mode because no one can take the step into it because the communication of it is absolutely overwhelming yeah. to begin with. Yeah. And there's a there's a massive difference. Like part part of this whole bent is the leader is able to think like an outsider. Yeah. <laughs> the they, person oh, who lives in the system, who lives in the culture, yep. they they speak the language, they know everything else. And so they're honestly at the end of the day at the end of the day, usually designing something that is ideal for themselves instead of the outsider. That's it. And the leader's going, man, what can we actually do? That's the, that you know, I was just thinking it. I was, <laughs> we're getting through this. We're working through this, this episode is you, you started this whole thing uh, by the end of it through the application. What will people respond to people? Obviously you are a person, but the actual thing, what will outside people respond yes. to? Not what we as leaders respond to, because what we respond to, we've seen everything. We've seen yep. the front of the door, the back of the door, the yep. side of the door, the, the top of the house, the bottom of the basement. We've seen it all, <laughs> right? We, we've seen every, but but that's not everybody. We need yeah. to get uh, behind their perspective and see what they see. Uh, what's the best way to do that? What's the best way to see what people see? Um, well, I mean, there's, that's there's a loaded, I mean, the, there's the a most there. obvious one is honestly, is you have to stay connected to the outsider. There you go. Like this is the reality of it is to go. If you don't know what your church, your business, if you don't know the people who it's intending to serve, yeah. you're not going to know what they're thinking. Like, I think certain people do have a skill set in that, that they naturally think better as an outsider yeah. than others. But honestly, it's probably because they've got more reps talking to people who are an outsider right. than the person who doesn't. That's good. Man, that's all we got time for today. Let's wrap up uh, 110 execution over everything. Yeah, it's, it's simply doing this. Hold is the most important thing, not what is ideal, but what will people actually do. <laughs> not what will people do, what will people actually do is how you prioritize execution over everything. That's good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Man, it's a pleasure to have you guys with us every week. If you're new to the podcast, make sure you subscribe. Uh, it would mean the world to us if you did that now. Also, post about it. Rate and review. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. We love hearing your stories, how the podcast is working in your life and business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online and send that to us. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count.